Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We hope that you all are doing well. We are now welcoming cancer season, (laughs) and I feel like with cancer season comes a range of emotions. And also, shout out to all the cancers because you guys are truly so nurturing. My mom's a cancer, so I've got a soft spot and my heart for cancers but Lexi how are we feeling what is our pulse check looking like one day somebody's gonna tune into this podcast and think it's all about astrological signs because and I'm okay with every that every time you open it somebody we're getting a zodiac lesson I know and I kind of need to like go deeper because I feel like I mean, if, if you're into the Zodiac stuff, please let me know. Please let me know we'll if I'm a, annoying you. We'll do a side segment. Where we need a, yeah, because I could really go so much harder on the <laughs> astrology stuff, but like I try to keep it tame. So I'm like, okay, we're in this new season, but like, nah, if we really want to get into the nitty gritty, I got, I got a couple astrology books that we could get into, but. Okay. So you might have to offer up people the, the supplemental work. Cause at this I point, just. People are gonna be like, they're really into it, aren't they? I know it's a part of the brand at this point, Is and it? it's just oozed onto oozed all of my me. friends. So, and I've and I've oozed a piece of me into the podcast. So, y'all, let me know if y'all messing with the astrology stuff. But yeah, it's Cancer season. How is Cancer season treating you? Well, my June Miss July Cancer is going Rising. Fine. My June, July is going fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like it's been June forever, to be honest. Mm. that's just where you're gonna leave that where that is I feel like the months that start with J January and June always feel so long actually I I feel like that's a leap we're really leaping with that one okay well I was trying to support you and the fact that you felt like June was a long month but and adding in my own two cents but please tell us why this month has felt so long to you I just think that over the past couple of years we've chosen summer to have national incidents and take summer hot girl summer away from the idea of it really being hot girl summer june feels like peak summer to me though like when i think of summer i think of which month do you think of i think of august oh see i don't even think of august august is like the beginning of fall to me no August is like some of the hottest months across the country i don't make the rules that's just how i've always interpreted it when does fall start it feels like around August. That's I what I'm saying. Like fall's not up to it. <laughs> August is feeling. when, okay. So the thing is, it's oh. when August is usually when you go back to school, when you're like in school. So it's like, okay, summer is now over and we're entering fall. Yeah. I think I go off of fall, not based, but like you're not even in school anymore. So but I'm saying I've even... been trained to think that August is when school starts. So summer is over. Well, either way, you're not in school. My logic makes sense, whether you want to (laughs) accept it or not. It makes sense. I think, sure, we all feel the seasons differently, but (laughs) there's also a calendar year that 
goes along with this but that's that's a real feeling especially into your 20s like realizing that the year doesn't revolve around like a corporate school calendar yeah it's like a big one so definitely can see that Mm -hmm. but yeah the summer's just moving and shaking what are your summer highlights so far um I just think being being able to be around town I don't often get to spend the summers in North Carolina like that um the past couple ones I've been in Texas just because of the pandemic and stuff so yeah I fall more and more in love with this place every year oh how sentimental love that for you (laughs) you're like I fall more in love with this city you're making it something it doesn't need to be who's got that friend that is like oh my gosh I just said love that for you and you're like can you not I'm like okay sure I know I feel like a teenager with like a mom who's like trying to be super cool and it's like you're not cool but I am cool and you might be but I'm in that like punky teenage phase yeah you guys see what I have to deal with anyways (laughs) anyways with your best friend they say anyways y'all um yeah summer's been treating me well I think definitely um now that we're in cancer season though I find myself being like super energetic one day and then more low energy other days and um you know I'm just <laughs> like going with the flow when we were on the couch the other day you were like I need to check the stars <laughs> yeah no because sometimes y'all I really just be going through with my emotions I think probably one week out of the month there's just like a, I get hyper fixated on something and lately that's just been my single lifestyle and um you know Lexi is great at hearing me out well just actually just sitting there while I've been <laughs> just being a presence should I say to her and her partner um so that's just what I've been fixated on and I I was having a session of venting yesterday where it just went on and on and on and I was like I need to check where the stars are because <laughs> um yeah I'm that friend so that's how my <laughs> summer is going there there are highs and then there's lows and when the lows come I just feel them out and I just let it flow through my body there's no need to hold on to any emotions and if for those that also go through you know similar situations where I'm sure we all do where we have those moments voice recordings like audio journaling is so beneficial and and has helped me so much process my emotions um or just like offer someone to talk to when I don't feel like talking to my friends or I don't feel like you know, like talking to a person, it's almost like um, self-soothing in a sense. So I would definitely recommend for those people that are in a similar boat. Do you listen to it back? Um, Not really. I just kind of like leave it there. And then maybe like once a year, I'll just look at, I'll be like, oh my God, I've got all these voice recordings, some from like 2018. And I'll just listen to like where I used to be like back, back in the day. You should like sell them as like, I don't think what (laughs) question mark, question mark, question mark. No, wouldn't that be like a fun, like exchanging with strangers, like voice journal. Yes. Here's my trauma. And here's no, no, it's not even trauma. I say this because when I was studying abroad, Uh uh-huh everybody kept a journal and Mm -hmm. the one thing about me is I cannot journal my life is going to be one big mirage because I have no receipts of anything that's crazy yeah and I wish I liked it I can't I can't get into everyone's always like 
do voice, do video, do something. And I'm like, I simply cannot. But one of the girls that I was traveling with, just like when we're kind of in the hostel situations, I wasn't even with her when this happened, but she was like writing in her journal and in hostels, you have like the communal living and whatever. And the one of just like a stranger that she met was like, can I read your journal? And she was like, at first really caught off guard. He was like, the likelihood that we'll ever meet again is so slim. You would do something like that. (laughs) And she was like, wow. So she was like, well, I'll let you pick like three pages to read. So he picked three pages and he read her journal and he was like, he was like, that was really interesting. And then like gave it back. And I thought that was such a cool exchange. Like let somebody into like a really intimate part of yourself off of like, there's nothing to gain, but connection, you know? Yeah. I mean, she is, <laughs> she is, she is one hell of a woman. I think I'd have to, I mean, I probably would do something like that. But I would it's... definitely listen to a podcast of people's journal entries. If it was like one person reading them and it wasn't the person like you would know nothing about it, but yeah. just like pages from somebody's journal. And all you knew was the time frame. I would totally listen to that. Hey, she just gave one of y'all a business idea. <laughs> so Either there's way. a market for it. Either way, I love that you do that. I think that kind of lends itself to this episode, which is a little bit of a break in between our modern love series that's going on throughout the summer. Um, but it is to talk about like, what are the practices that we have to tend to ourselves? And not just our self-care or even some, if you haven't listened to our self-care versus soul care episode, but it's really about like the discipline around your practices that you have, um, whether that be your spiritual practices, whether that be your, you know, your work and your work ethic and the practices, whether it be your physical health practices. It's this idea of understanding what discipline, um, what that means in all of this and why it might even be important. Um, to commit to doing something consistently and what we might actually reap from doing something consistently in our life. Yeah, for sure. And I think I've been talking a lot about, I think the books that I've been reading around love and stuff. And if you haven't already uh, listened to me talk about The Road Less Traveled, I think you should definitely get that book if you're interested in learning more about love. And we've talked about all about love by Bell Hooks. But in the book, he talks about love in the sense of self-discipline. And I think that that's a really cool concept that I don't think we talk about love in that way because we think of love as like this innate, like passionate feeling. Um, And to think, okay, I have to be self-disciplined in the way that I show up for myself because I love myself is a different spin on it. And I think more and more people, if we if we could look at our day-to-day activities and what we choose our time to, oftentimes I feel like we invest in the antithesis of someone that would like love, that actually loves themselves because we spend our time with people that may not be nurturing our spiritual growth. We spend our time um, doing things that are detrimental um, to our health. Like the list goes on and on. And so I was super curious um, when the author M. Scott Peck started talking about love as this form of self-discipline because I don't think that we as a society view it that way. So can you see examples like in your own life of like when you start taking inventory of like where you're spending your time and how you're spending your time, like that being a reflection of where you feel like 
not you know like you're kind of almost barometer of your self-love because like I don't think it's always constant like everybody who's really feeling themselves that all the time is either Scorpio or just not a real person so (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one that was a good one that was a good one but um but like did you see because it obviously really resonated so what what part of your life were you able to see with that I think when it just comes to like um investing in my overall wellness uh like evaluating which spaces that I am um continuously trying to push myself to grow in so for example like all of my life I've looked at working out as this chore, right? Like even in high school and middle school when I was running track, I wanted to quit. I was like, dad, please let me quit. He was like, no, right? So I was like, okay, I kind of resented having to run that. And then um, in college, like I would do it and it would feel good for a certain period of time. And then I'd be like, okay, I've reached the results that I've wanted. And then I kind of stopped doing it. Whereas now I look at working out Um, or just like moving my body as a moment of gratitude for my body, rather than trying to achieve a certain goal. And through showing gratitude for my body, I feel like that's me showing myself that I love myself. Um, And it doesn't have to look like doing a HIIT workout. It doesn't have to look like running. It could literally be roller skating. It could be walking. It could be hiking. It could be deciding to do like a Zumba dance routine in the morning, like whatever I feel that's necessary that my body um, is calling me to do at the time. So that's been something that I've incorporated. I think also just making sure that I'm journaling and I'm getting my thoughts out onto paper that I'm creating each day, because I think um, it's like humanity would be so much cooler. I think if we, if we learned how to create each day, or if we just did it um, because we all have like shared human consciousness, I think that it's important for us to, um, share our ideas and be authentically ourselves so we can help other people be themselves. So, yeah, well, and it's like, it kind of reminds me because you've been sharing with the black girl folk community for a while that you've been on this movement journey, even before you got to Durham, you yeah. were really doing this in, um, Atlanta when you were back, uh, back there. So it's like, do you feel like there was always that kind of center core and that like with this new language, you're able to like really tie it to um, this idea of like a mindfulness moment as well? Or do you think that there's kind of like an evolution of like, sometimes we have these thoughts and we don't know where it connects, but when we actually start to give them time and space, like we can see them finding their way as this, as this discipline. Like that's yeah. not maybe, cause I just, that might not have been what, how it originated, but right. like that's definitely how it's kind of serving its purpose in the moment. Yeah. I think before it was definitely when it comes to working out specifically, it was like, okay, this is something that healthy people do. It's important for me to be on this movement journey to just move my body because that's what healthy people do where I don't really think being a healthy person sometimes is enough motivation for me. Cause it's like, mm. okay, I don't feel like being healthy today. Like <laughs> I don't want to do this. I and and I, relatable to yeah, and I, and I feel the slumps and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just not in a healthy season of my life right now. Like I'm young, it'll be fine. Like, you know, I, my metabolism <laughs> is, is the highest it will be in like ever we because it goes down each day. Right. I'm like, whatever, you know, but I think, um, when I changed it to the mindset of, okay, movement journey to show gratitude 
it's like, okay, no, like I have to look at this in a different way because I love myself and I want to um, show my body and like show myself that I love myself through movement. Like you, you have to do it through action. I think it's one thing to just like have the thought of, oh my God, I love myself. But like, okay, how are you going to show up each day as someone that does that? And I think also because I've been single for like the past couple of months, past few months, I think that I've had a lot of time to reflect on how I've uh, shown love to myself in past relationships and stuff. And I think the Ooh. cool thing about self-love is that like, it's an ongoing journey. And I, I think that like, we're always going to be on it. And um, yeah, I, I just think I, I could go deeper into that, but I just think that like, it's something that we have to be conscious of investing in ourselves like every single day. And so I have my own method. I think other people should like prioritize or maybe make a list of things that they are, that, that they'd like to be more intentional about and like figuring out small ways to show up for themselves yeah. each day. Yeah. And I think, you know, with this idea of talking about being disciplined with your practice of self-love, you know, I remember listening to a podcast maybe like two years ago. And if I can remember and find it, then I'll definitely link it. But it was talking about how we kind of have some negative connotations talking about discipline sometimes, because many of us, you know, our first initial thought in our head is to link discipline with consequences mm -hmm. and to say it's about punishment. Like we're getting punished if we're getting disciplined. So it's about like, you know, being strict with yourself and punishing yourself if you're not doing these things. But I think what you're talking about actually offers up a much wider understanding of discipline and actually, I think, even dispels the idea that it's somehow negative. Um, and I think what it is, is acknowledging the, the power that it has when we can reframe it in our relationship to it. And yeah. that what we know is that being consistent in something actually yields results. Right. And um, being committed to something for a longer period of time can actually show, I don't even think just benefits to ourselves, but I think it even broadens our mindset because we learn so much along the way. Like, had you not yeah. been considered to your movement journey, however it looked for this long, would you have seen that type of insights? And sometimes I think we don't value that journey as much yeah. um, because we're so focused on, and I think you talked about in your examples of like, oh, well, if I'm not going to reach this wellness goal, then like, I'm just going to give up. Right. Versus like, even if I don't need it, I'm going to continue at it and be disciplined in it because it's bigger than just that wellness goal. Yeah, of um, course. And so I think that's really powerful in a multitude of ways. And I definitely want to get into how you were maybe um, treating yourself love or not in your relationships, because I think that's something that a lot of people don't bring to the forefront. Yeah, I think um, before I touch on that, I think that like time is such a precious resource but like we don't we don't treat it like it is like time we don't have a lot a lot of time on earth you know what I mean like I think that hot take honestly we don't I think that um we have to, to choose I think relative to our life as like mortal beings, like you could say that like it's eternal, like life is eternal. This is my, this is my opinion. Like, I think that we just don't have 
a lot of time. And I don't want us to operate on like a scarcity mindset, but like, I think that we have to choose to live the life that we want to each day because you literally never know like what could happen, anything, anything could alter our path at any point in time. And so to love yourself in every like journey that you're in and to like, and to take what you're learning and, and mold it into the next step and the next step and the next step, like there's not going to obviously be a journey. I mean, there's not obviously going to be a destination per se, but I think that, um, I think that we don't have a lot of time. And so we have to like capitalize on the time that we have to make sure that we're like investing properly in ourselves and investing properly in the people that we love. I think I've always been very conscious of that. Like when people are like, oh, I didn't, um, I, w- I wish that I was able to tell this person this before they went, or I wish like, I've always had the mindset of like, anything could happen at any point in time. So I'm going to love the people that are around me, like the most that I can, but some, I don't, I don't think I ever thought about that in the sense of like myself. Yeah. Cause I was like, okay, I'm so focused on like making sure that everyone else knows that I love them and that I care for them and that like anything could happen the next day. But for me, I don't think I've treated myself that same way. And I think a lot of people see, uh, see the difference in the way that they treat others, like, or the way that they treat their pets, like along their journey. Cause they're like, wow, like I'll make sure that my pet is fed like twice a day, but like, I've literally only had coffee today. Like, you know, like you, you, there are little points in time where you realize that you've been investing more into other people or other things than you haven't in yourself. And so just don't waste that time. Do not. So you feel like when you think back some of like the relationships you've been in, that was definitely, you can see that hindsight that that was definitely what was going on. Uh, no, I think that that was, I think when it comes to my relationships um, and love, I think that like my understanding of love is like transforming. So the love that I felt I experienced, like when I got into my first relationship at like 16, 17 is oh, so different. It's so different than the way that I feel like I'd view love now. I think that I've always felt that I love myself, but I'm understanding like, when, when I understand love in a different, um, phase of my life, I'm like, did I actually, because like, I feel like I'm just now scratching the surface on what, on what love is. So it looks different. Only scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. What about you? How do you feel like your journey to understanding self-discipline's connection to love has been? Um, I think I've always been a very disciplined person. I think a lot of people have highlighted that. Um, I don't think I would have like self-categorized myself as that, but I think I tend to, if I put myself, if I put my mind to something, then I trust myself enough that it will get done. I have um, a high sense of responsibility. So I think that applies to all aspects of my life. And I think I credit it to a lot of my, just like security in who I know I am. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell a lot of people, especially like younger people I work with that, you know, you really only have one job and that's to be exceptionally yourself. Like you don't owe anybody anything else. And I think that that's an emulation of the self-love for sure of just like being committed to showing up for yourself every day and being your whole self but you have to do so much work in order to do that. And I think yeah. 
being grounded in a practice of just mindfulness is something that helps you get that way. Um, and I, again, I think that, and I said this in regards to yours, your examples of we're not always going to get it right. And that's not what discipline is about. It's just about the consistency and the going back and the commitment to it. Um, and so I think I've just always kind of, I, I, there's like very few times in my life that I can't see that for myself. I think that was probably really a part of my upbringing and again, why I, you know, credit a lot of my success to feeling really solid in that regard. Um, definitely. Plus your dad was like in the military. So like, do you feel like that impacted your sense of discipline at all? Um, no, I think that's probably more a sense of routine. Mm -hmm. Like there was routine in my household, but like, honestly, not really. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know. That would be an interesting thought. It definitely influenced my life, but I don't necessarily think in regards to discipline because that would mean the case that like maybe my siblings are disciplined too. And there's some of the, well, that I don't know. I think that like, depending, I think me and my brother are so different, right? Raised in the same household. So I'm not sure if you could like necessarily compare it to your, like your understanding of discipline or routine to your siblings but like I think for the longest time I looked at discipline as routine yeah because it's like you know you're you're checking off the boxes you're hitting the to-do list you're making your bed you're like doing the things that you need to do um so yeah I do think that like I you know I was watching this TikTok the other day and this guy was asking another TikTok guy I guess he was like a social media expert let's say he was like how can I blow up on TikTok like how can I blow up and the guy was like uh you know I just watched this other guy blow up he has like four million followers but like what I would tell you to do is post 700 videos he was like don't talk to me until you've posted 700 videos because 700 videos by that time you will know what has already worked and like what doesn't work and so I think for a lot of us, we try to figure out like the shortcuts in life, yeah. you know, when it's like, no, we really just need to return to like but being this, 1% better each day. But, and I think this is where my thought comes in conflict a little bit with what you were saying, mm-hmm. because in my mind, you do have time. You have time to be committed to the journey that this is. This isn't fixed and and it can be both and it doesn't have yeah. to be either one. And hopefully this resonates because in my mind, it's like, it's not just this fixed. You do have the day that is offered to you, mm-hmm. but you have a much larger experience that's deeply connected to so many other people's. So that expansive process, if you can't hold that much bigger vision, then why would you choose to do this? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what, what is the benefit of it? Cause you might not see it. So it's like in my mind, and that's where I was like, I was like, Ooh, I kind of hot take. Cause I feel like it's being able to see that much larger journey that now hindsight, I can look mm-hmm. back and I'm like, wow, like there's already been so much life lived, so many lessons learned. 
and I'm only this age and look how much further there is to go in the insights and growth and opportunity if I keep at this path and because this path has already landed me here into a beautiful life. Yeah. Um, so at least for me, the sense of time, again, literally time is physically relative. Um, so it's like, that can be a leverage point that can actually be a tool for anybody in their journey for discipline. Because I remember what it was like, maybe two months ago, we were Mm -hmm. talking and we're talking a little bit about this, but you were like, I'm like a dive into the deep end kind of girl. And I'm like, I'm like a pick one thing and do it really well. And you were like, no, but I think this Mm -hmm. kind of challenges that, doesn't it? A little bit of the idea of like taking it all and trying to carry it to the finish line. Yeah. I think there, I mean, what's that saying? Like life is long, but it's short, you know? So I think it is (laughs) like, like, that feels like it's like one of those chewy tattoos. (laughs) You know, I'm sure somebody out there has a tattoo of life is long, but it's short. (laughs) So I think or it the is infinity, the infinity. Yeah, tattoo. the infinity. Shout that out to you if you have an infinity tattoo. No, but like I think I think it is kind of a both and. And like I'm to explain that, like I'm the type of person, um, y'all to like jump on to, I don't know, like if I'm interested in something, like again, like a hyper fixate on it, like I'm zero to hundred. Like I'm I'm putting all my marbles in it, and that's just like the way that I am able to work and like be super passionate and Lexi's yeah exactly and Lexi's definitely more of a like take it one by take it one by one but I think regardless of your flow and how you personally like process getting things done it's important I think what we're both just trying to say is that it's important to figure out what you want to be intentional at creating like for your life like what does an intentional life look like to you an intentional life looks like to me making sure that I'm able to invest in different the different wellness categories of my life to create like a better version of future me, like an easier life for future me and anyone that's around me. And so that's how I've been able to like, that's my conclusion on why self-discipline is so important to me and why I, and how I've reshaped my mind to, you know, like process doing things not for the sake of the money or for the sake of anything other than just trying to be authentically myself and nurturing my own spiritual growth. Yeah. And I'm really curious to the listeners too, of, you know, what were some of those um, stories and narratives you got growing up about um, the relationship to discipline and maybe how have you connected that to your self-love journey or if you're just now thinking about those two what are the intentions that you want to be disciplined in into this next phase of your life yeah because um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of exciting learnings that can happen from that for sure and the last thought that I had like going on the siblings thing you know, me and my brother, obviously we're raised in the same house. He's definitely the type of person and has still continues to be the type of person where if he needs to get something done, he will stay up like super late to like, make sure that it's done and that it looks good. And like, we'll delay any sort of gratification, sometimes even eating until like it's done. And I've always been the type of person where I'm like, I'm going to bed. Like it'll, it, like, it'll be fine. It's not life or death and it'll be okay you know? And so I think that's just goes to show like, you know, sometimes the way that discipline shows up in your household looks completely different. And it's all about like how we're wired 
as for people. Sure. For sure. So thank y'all for joining us on another episode of the BGF podcast. Again, let us know your thoughts on self-discipline and its connection to love. And we will continue next week with the Modern Love series. So if you're still sticking around for the couple propaganda and for the good old (laughs) cheesy love stories, um, we love you for that. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Love. Blessings. Blessings. Bye, y'all. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media. And even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.